thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit. And I thank you that I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And I thank you, Father God, that as I open my mouth to teach your people that you have already filled it. And we honor you and glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. I said I was going to go back over the motivational gifts. But I believe everybody has gotten it. We'll find out for sure when I check the papers. <laughs> but I believe, I have confidence, I have assurance that everybody has the motivational gifts. I think that you had a lot on it that you can go out and um, teach someone else on the motivational gifts. What you think about that? You think we can have an opportunity to leave out the building on one Tuesday night and you know, go to different places and allow these gifts to be in operation so we can encourage someone, so we can show some kindness, some mercy, so we can be givers. Can you imagine walking in Piggly Wiggly and we got some givers and the Holy Spirit actually began to say, all right, Gloria, I need for you to get that person $20. For real, God, I know you ain't sending me in here to get $20 and I need 20 myself. Wouldn't that be so awesome? Because God will show up and show out. But I'm going to go ahead and move on with the manifestation gifts on tonight. And I'm going to start um, with 1 Corinthians 12, starting with verse 1 through verse 3. And I'm going to stay here for a little bit um, on tonight. And this is um, what Paul was giving to the Corinthians. He was saying in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1 through verse 3, and I want to encourage people in here tonight. If you have a Bible, I'm saying if, if you brought your Bible with you, it is good to flip through your Bible. I know I move sort of fast, but it's good to be able to flip through your Bible so you will know what the word of God is actually saying. We want to get into a habit of bringing our Bibles so we can see what's written for ourselves. And some of you may have iPads, you may have a phone. If you have to look at that, that's all well and good, but we need to look at it. I'll say again, I move kind of quickly. But when I slow down, <laughs> you might can catch a scripture every now and then. But you need to go back, even if you don't do it tonight, you need to go back. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1 through verse 3. And this is what it says. And I want to say this, some of y'all may be familiar with what I'm going over, but it's good to have a refresher course. It is good to go back through this again so you can get more familiar with it because God can always reveal even more through it. In verse 1 it says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. This is Paul talking to the Corinthians, and Paul was telling them this because ignorant mean not knowing. You can have a person that um, don't know, they have lack of knowledge in an area, and they can be um, doing what you're doing but not doing it like it needs to be done because they just don't know. So anytime you don't know something, I advise you don't do it because if you don't know, you're not going to be able to do it the way the other person is doing it because you don't have knowledge in that area. And we have some Christians that agree with people when it com comes to the word of God and really don't know if that's what the word of God is saying. It's just that a person may quote, 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 quote scripture and we feel like, oh, they got so much knowledge of the word of God. 
they can be quoting what's written but don't have revelation on it and really don't have an understanding and don't have that knowledge and just because they're quoting it you feel so intimidated because you'd be like man they are walking epistle man they know the bible from the back to the front i wish i knew all this but when you go into the word of god yourself you have a helper which is the holy spirit and the holy spirit was left for us so he can reveal so he can make the word known unto us so he can um give us insight through the scriptures he can illuminate the scriptures he can teach us so if we don't call on the holy spirit we do become ignorant because we feel like we already know but we don't know because every scripture does not mean the same thing so you can't take word even words you may have the same word in that same scripture but it does not have the same meaning and if you don't know that the enemy knows this that you can go out and you can teach error because you're ignorant when it comes to the things of God and if you're ignorant to it that means that you don't know so this is why Paul was telling the Corinthians he was letting them know you know don't be ignorant of these spiritual gifts because it was things going on amongst them that was not right and Paul was coming in to teach them concerning these spiritual gifts so they wouldn't be ignorant no more so they wouldn't know so they wouldn't have lack of knowledge so when we look in the word of God at being ignorant go to Acts 4 13 and it's a lot of things I may not know but I'm not going to tell somebody I know it and no I don't know it because that's pride you go into pride when you try to make people think you know a thing have you ever been around a person and you're talking and they go mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, just shaking their head mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you're like wow they know that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then you talk to them again they say what are you talking about well you've been shaking your head like you knew but you're gonna know what a person know by the life they live by how they carry themselves you're gonna know if a person really been in the word when you come upon someone who's trying to debate the word you're going to know how to handle it through the word of God so they're going to know where you've been and they're going to know what you know but in Acts 4:13, I'm reading out the expanded Bible it said the leaders saw that Peter and John were not afraid to speak meaning they were bold and confident and they understood discovered found out that these men had no special training or education or were com common ordinary and uneducated no formal training from a rabbi in teaching the scripture so they were amazed then they realized that Peter and John had been with Jesus so this is what they were saying these men they perceived them first of all to be ignorant but when they started operating and the gifts started manifesting through them and they saw the boldness coming from them they looked at them differently because they said they had to be with Jesus because they hadn't they wasn't in no school they wasn't taught by nobody so they began to look at them based on the manifestation that had come upon them to be bold to um, give the scriptures the way they were given the scriptures and they were giving them with confidence so this is what I'm saying when you're ignorant of spiritual gifts when you're ignorant of things concerning the word of God you're not going to be confident you're not going to have an assurance but Peter and them was so confident having an assurance of what the word said that things begin to manifest through them so they knew these are not no ordinary men 
They had to be with Jesus. And this is what people should see coming from us. They need to know who we've been with. And the thing that the Holy Spirit is, is showing me, there is light and there is darkness. Either you've been with light today or you've been with darkness. If you've been with light today, people are going to know that you've been in the kingdom of God. If you've been in darkness, they're going to know you've been in darkness because the kingdom of God ain't going to have animosity. It's not going to have bitterness. It's not going to have wrath. It's not going to have these things going on amongst other, other people. But the kingdom of darkness, guess what? They have bitterness. It has wrath. It has evil. So if you see this, even with believers, you know who they've been with this morning, the devil. So this is why when you're taught the word of God and you have knowledge of the word of God, and even going past that, you have understanding and you have gotten revelation. The reason why you live the way you live according to the kingdom is because that word have penetrated on the inside of you and when things come up it comes out of you with boldness with an assurance and you're so confident that you know it i'm not fighting against flesh and blood and you know what you're fighting against so you're not letting the enemy make you feel insecure or making you feel like you don't have what you need to do what you're doing so this is how they looked at peter and john they knew these men they, were, they had to be with Jesus because they knew they didn't have that education that they needed to bring forth what they were bringing forth. And it's just like with us. If you've been with Jesus, if you've been spending time with him, the word, that's Jesus, people are going to know where you've been. Because when you come out in the midst of them, the manifestation gifts are going to begin to operate in your life. And people are going to know. That has to be God. That is not that person because that's something that is not normal that should be happening in everyday life. And then another scripture I'm going to give you is Romans 10.3. Romans 10.3. And Romans 10.3, it was saying, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. They, the word is saying, for their being ignorant, meaning that because they did not know. That's what ignorant means. Again, they did not know the way that God makes people right with him, the righteousness of God. How many of us, before we knew that we were made righteous through Christ Jesus, we've been trying to do it ourselves? We've been trying to do works. We've been trying to pray more. We've been trying to fast more. We've been trying to read the word more. We've been trying to speak in tongues more. Why do we try to do all these things? Because we don't know that our righteousness don't come through what we do, but it comes through what Jesus have already done. So they was trying to establish their own righteousness. So if you in this room are trying to do something to get something from God, you don't know that Jesus have already made you righteous through his blood. So you're ignorant to that fact. So some people are still walking around ignorant, trying to find their way out when Jesus have already found the way out when he laid down his life for us. So these were the Jews. They were ignorant of the righteousness of God. So that's why they tried to obtain their own righteousness. And I believe right now in this room tonight, some of us are praying hard, seeking God harder, thinking the more I seek God, 
the more I do this, then God will heal me. God's going to deliver me. God's going to do this. That's the works. That's you trying to do it. But those that are resting in God outside of how we feel or the way things appear to be, then you know your faith is in what Jesus have done because the only thing you're doing is resting in his promises and resting in his word. So anytime you find yourself trying to fix something that's already fixed, you need to back up and say, wait a minute. I can't do nothing um, based upon what's already done. So this is what it means to be ignorant, not knowing. So we should not make people feel bad either because they don't know. What we have to do is do like um, Priscilla and Aquila when Apollos began to speak the word with zeal. Y'all, he was on fire for the word. And I mean, he was out there just teaching those people, but he was teaching them the wrong way because he didn't have what he needed to go in and teach the right way. It seemed as if he was doing what was right, but he was teaching the baptism of John, and that was wrong. So they had to pull him aside, and they had to show him the right way. Do not get upset when somebody is trying to show you the right way. That's God letting you know that's not my way of doing. Because if they had left Apollos up there speaking to those people, can you imagine how many people that would have affected, that would have been up under Apollos teaching, which was not the right way, and then they would begin to teach other people, and that would have been false. That would not have been the way that it should have been taught. So you have to be careful because Paul was dealing with these false doctrines, the false teaching, and all of this that was going on, and he had to come in and bring correction. In today's world, some churches, local churches, do not want you to come in there and interrupt tradition. And the reason why is because they think that's the right way. So when something new come in, their focus is on they're trying to get the people. No, We're not trying to get the people, but we're trying to make sure that everybody is getting the same thing, the same pattern that God want us to have. So when you go places and people look like they're not receiving what you're saying, then shake the dust. This is why he said you got to shake the dust. One thing that I don't like is for somebody to beat somebody over the head with the word. Only thing you have to do is give them the word. And leave. Did you ever see Jesus waiting till somebody received it? No, he moved on. It was too many people that was lost. But when he delivered the word, he had the knowledge of the word. He knew that it was the truth that was going to make them free. Jesus was just proclaiming what he learned from the Father. So anything that you learn from the Father through the Holy Spirit. That's what you go out and proclaim, and that's when the manifestation gifts, the power of God will come upon you for service, for whatever service that you're rendering on the behalf of God, because God is the one that gets the glory. It is not you. If you're out trying to obtain glory through something that you feel like you're done, then God is not going to manifest himself on flesh, because God don't... um, you only way you can please God is in the spirit. You cannot please him by walking in the flesh. So we have to be careful and we have to check ourselves to make sure we understand what the word of God is saying. And if you understand what the word of God is saying and you have revelation on that word, no matter where you go, no matter who you're around, guess what? You cannot sit there. I guarantee it. If you're in conversation with anyone and there's a spirit of error there, 
the Holy Spirit, which is on the inside of you, all of a sudden is going to bring truth in the midst of that error, error to tear down error. Ain't no way nobody in this room that says that they're in the word of God and have to go home and pray about what was said before you can bring correction. That's foolishness. Because if you're sitting there in the midst of them, you say, wait a minute. This is what the spirit of the Lord has to say on this. This is not coming from me. It's coming from the spirit. And this is what God is saying on that subject. If they don't want to receive it, guess what? You delivered the word, but you do not sit there and allow error to be in your midst and know it's not truth and it's causing a person to stumble and not go forward. Even if they don't want to receive you, shake the dust. You gave the word. Is that not right? Some of us are afraid of whoever it is before we say anything to that person. But God will let you know, just like I told y'all, I went to the church God didn't um, stop me from delivering the word, but he told me before the word was delivered, he said, I ain't going to receive it. But he did not tell me to stop giving the word. And when I delivered the word, before I delivered it, I shook my clothes. I said, God said, y'all ain't going to receive me. So I'm just going to go ahead and shake the dust, you know, let my peace come back to me. Sure enough, next day I found out, looked like they were receiving They said, we don't want you to come back because what you're teaching is too much for us. Come on, y'all. I'm teaching from the word of God. I'm teaching truth. People getting healed, delivered, and set free. So when they saw people in front of the altar slain in the spirit, it was like, oh, no. We can't have this up in here. You bringing too much up in here. That's not what we can keep doing. So anything that a body of believers feel like they can't continue to do, they're going to stop it from coming through the doors. Come on, that's life that God is bringing in the house to bring deliverance. Y'all, all of this hollering every Sunday, you got some people that just feel like they got to say, oh, well, uh-huh, preach, uh, yeah, that's the word, uh, sit down, uh, let me finish, uh, my help is coming on. People thinking... This is what it is, but it's not. And if you don't know and you haven't come in contact with knowing, then you're ignorant to what's going on. But when you find out truth and you know the truth, you ain't ignorant no more. Just like I'm bringing you this word tonight, like Paul bought the Corinthians. Paul said, when I get through with you, you ain't going to be ignorant. It's not going to be like you don't know because I done told you. So anytime we even tell our children something, that child may be naive in the beginning. Don't know. But when you tell that child, you better not touch that cap, don't bore that hot stove, because if you touch it, you're going to get burnt. They're not ignorant no more, are they? They know it. Now, when they go touch it, they're going to really know. I will not touch that no more. So we have to let people know the truth. So they won't be ignorant to the truth no more. So this is what Paul was saying. So I gave you two scriptures dealing with that first verse. It was Acts 4.13. That was dealing with Peter and John. And you have Romans 10.3 dealing with the Jews. And this is Paul dealing with um, both situations, you know, teaching them. And then this next verse said, this is what he said. I don't want you to be ignorant of spiritual gifts. And verse 2 says, you know that you were Gentiles, 
Now, when we look at Gentiles, these are pagan um, people. These are unbelievers. These are non-Jews. That's what a Gentile is. They call them heathens because, you know, they're not saved. You know how somebody say, you old heathen, you? People don't understand what they're calling saints, heathens. Look at them and say, I ain't no heathen. I am born again. I am sanctified, justified. You got to let them know who you are. Don't call me no heathen because that's not who I am. Let me bring correction to you. So some people look at you and say, heathen? No, I'm not. But when you know who you are, you don't accept what they're saying because some of us will lay down with those words and the enemy will play with our mind. So he was talking to the Gentiles. He said, you were carried away. Now, when we look at that word um, carried away, it means that they were led away. How were they led away? Anyone who comes even into this church and y'all know how y'all are taught. And if I allow some false teaching to come in here, it's going to carry you away. It's going to lead you away from what you believe. So this is what Paul said. He said, you were carried away unto these dumb, dumb idols. Now we know dumb mean that they're voiceless. They don't have voice. They cannot speak. Can you imagine being carried away by a stump, y'all, um, carved into some kind of um, idol? An idol is what you worship. It's what you um, worship. So they were carried away by a voiceless idol. So they carried them away because they were looking to that idol Instead of, they were carried away. So he was letting them know this is where you were, but this is not who you are now. You are not no heathen no more. You are born again. You are born from above and not from this earth. So Paul said, this is who you were. So when people come up to you and they begin to talk that language to you and try to make you feel as if you're not saved, you say, that's who I was before I come to Christ but that's not who I am now I am a new creature in Christ Jesus old things have passed away behold all things have become new so Paul had to let them know this is who you were before you came to Christ you were Gentiles so this is what he was saying so then he goes on to say unto dumb idols now I want to show you something an idol is an image of a heathen God so what they were doing they were looking at this idol as their God. And this is what I was telling y'all on Sunday. Anything that you put before God, that's what you worship. Anything, cars, houses, clothes, anything, possessions, husbands, wives, children. If you put all those things before God, that's who you worship. That's the image that you're bowing down to. So Paul was letting them know you were once carried away by these dumb idols. I'm going to give you um, a scripture on this. 1 Kings 18, 21 through 29. I think y'all remember that passage. We went over it several times. That's dealing with Elijah. Elijah. And I like this um, passage of scripture. This is what Elijah was saying, and I'm going to read this because I think it's, it's funny. 1 Kings 18, 21. And Elijah came unto all the people and said, how long halt ye between two opinions? That means how long would you waver between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. So Baal was this um, dumb idol that they was worshiping. Didn't have a voice or anything. 
but they were worshiping this dumb idol. So Elijah was coming in on the scene, and he said, How long will you waver between two opinions? Then said Elijah unto the people, I, even I, only remain a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. Let them therefore give us two bullocks, and let them choose one bullock for themselves, and cut it in pieces, and lay it on the wood, and put no fire under. And I will dress the other bullock, and lay it on wood, and put no fire under. And call ye on the name of your gods, and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the Lord, and the, and the God that answered by fire, let him be God. And all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. Those people had so much faith in this dumb idol, with no voice, they were saying, bring it on. They were confident. They believed so much in this idol that they say, bring it on. And Elijah said unto the prophets of Baal, choose you one bullet for yourself and dress it first. And then he told them what to do. In 26, it said what they did. But this is what they said. They called on the name of Baal from morning even unto noon, saying, oh, Baal, hear us. There's some dumb people. An idol made of wood. Oh, Baal, hear us. But there was no voice nor any that answers, duh. And they leaped upon the altar which they had made. Come on, y'all. They wanted Baal to speak. And he said, and it came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, cry aloud, for he is a God. Ain't that funny? Either he is talking or he is pursuing or he's in a journey or peer venture. He sleepeth and must be awakened. So Elijah say, y'all ain't crying loud enough. And they cried aloud, see, they listened to Elijah, and cut themselves. They said, okay, we're going to cut ourselves, and then he'll listen. I want to stop right there. Do you know the enemy will have people cutting themselves because of what they go through, and the enemy does that because they want them to think by doing that it relieves pain. Some people have a habit of picking out their hair or doing things to their body to relieve what they're going through. That's the devil. Think about this. God does not do this. God will not ask you to cut yourself or pull hair out your head or do things to your body so he can hear you. No, he does not do that. But this is what they were doing for Baal. And they cried aloud and cut themselves after their manner with knives and latches till the blood gushed out upon them. Now the blood was gushing out, so you know really they cut themselves, right? And it came to pass, midday was past, and they prophesied unto the time of offering of evening sacrifice, and there was neither voice nor any answer nor any that regarded. Sad. But y'all know what happened later. When Elijah called on God, and listen what Elijah said. And Elijah said unto all the people, come near unto me. Did he not have confidence? Did he not have assurance? And all the people came near unto him, and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. And Elijah took 12 stones, according to the number of the tribes of Jacob, whom the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be thy name. And with the stones he built an altar, so we know what he did with the altar. And 33, he put the wood in order and cut the bullock in pieces. Now this is what he did. Filled four barrels with water and poured it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. Why would you put water on a burnt sacrifice and on wood because guess what when you do that it won't burn is that not right so he did it 
he did it on the second time, and they did it the second time. And he said, do it the third time, and they did it the third time. Look how many times he poured water on that sacrifice. And the water ran round about the altar, and he filled the trench also with water. Now listen at this. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, see, he knew who he was. Isaac and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel and that I am thy servant and that I have done all these things at thy word. You see how the word come in? Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God and that thou hast turned their hearts back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? So see, God done something that could not be done. There was a manifestation there, right? So what am I telling you? When you're ignorant to spiritual gifts and how they operate, you're going to try to do it just like they done with Baal. You're going to be telling people to do stuff that the Spirit ain't told you to do to try to get something to work. And that's not how it's supposed to work. So Elijah knew God. He was not ignorant to the word of God. So the only thing he knew knew was the word. And he know when he speak the word and do things according to the word, God is going to come in on the scene. The fire represented the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit just came down based upon the word that was spoken. Isn't that awesome? And here we are, some of us are, don't know, so we try to come up with our own way of doing to get something to work. That's why it's not working. When you trust what the word has already said and you operate according to the word, you ain't waiting on nothing to happen. You know it's already happened. And I believe before Elijah was doing what he done, he already seen the outcome. You got to see what you saying. You, he, he tell me, come on over here where I am. Who does that and going to dump all that water on stuff? I'll be like, go, go back a little bit. Don't come over here. I'll be trying to run from it. You know, if you didn't know, you wouldn't do like Elijah done. But he had the confidence and the assurance. So it say, you know that you were car- Gentiles carried away into dumb items, item, idols, even as you were led. So that's what they were led by. Those dumb dumb idols. That means that they were influenced by Satan. There were powers there that were influencing them. See, when you open a door unto darkness, you have things that actually happen around you to influence you, to make you think that it's real. If you open a door to fear, it's in the atmosphere. Things begin to happen because you open that door. But when you recognize God did not give me the spirit of fear but the power of love and of a sound mind when you come to know that to the knowledge of that you ain't going to be afraid of what's happening around you you're just going to rise up in your authority and you're going to begin to speak against that spirit of fear and say go in the name of Jesus it got to go because God has more power over that realm and Satan knows this because we're seated above principal, we're looking down at them. If you're above them, you're looking down at them, y'all. But what we do, we run. Oh, Lord, you hear that? What's that? 
We run from things like that. But when you know, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Sister Denise, you know I mess with you, don't you? Sister Denise, I'm going to say this. What Sister Denise ran from wasn't no evil spirit. <laughs> it wasn't. But she didn't know. But guess what she did? She had called me to tell me what was going on. I said, Sister Denise, that's an angel of the Lord, honey. You ain't got nothing to be afraid of. Go on back in there. Now, let me tell you what this chick over here was doing. She quoting Psalms 91 and getting deep into Psalms 91. What happened, Sister Denise? And what you do? She ran because she didn't know. But the presence of God was there through that angel. But this is the funny part. Willie. What's your name? Willie. Willie going to call me. And I'm thinking, okay. You know, Willie headed back home. His wife called him. Guess why Brother Willie called me? Apostle. You think I need to go home? And I said, why, Willie? I don't want to walk in there in the midst of that. Because <laughs> he didn't know. I'm using this not to put them out there. Sister Niece felt better after I told her what was going on. But Willie, he had to be schooled, too, of what was going on. Because Willie said, I'm going to pray for her for a distance. Because <laughs> he did not know. So what am I telling you? When you're ignorant then you don't know that brings fear. But when you know, you don't have that because you know what's going on. That's why I'm going over these spiritual gifts because it's still people ignorant of these spiritual gifts and don't even know when they're in operation and trying to get something to come in operation. But it's as the spirit wills. Everything comes into operation as the spirit wills. Not as you want it to happen. Just because Manny is prophesying don't mean Quan is going to prophesy. So if Manny begin to do it, then other people want to grab hold to what he's doing because they see him do it. But God said, I have allowed my spirit to come upon him because guess what I can trust him to prophesy because he ain't doing it to get attention he's doing it according to the spirit so when we know these things we won't try to take off because somebody else is operating in this I'll give you another example Sunday we had manifestations in the room did we not but it didn't take shoving did it it didn't take all of that. It was the leading of the spirit. When the, those that are led by the spirit are the sons of God. So as God is speaking and you speak what you're hearing, guess what? The Holy Spirit is going to release the power based upon the word that the person heard and spoke. It's just that simple. But if you're trying to sit up here and negotiate and trying to figure out, do I or don't I? I don't know about that. People think I'm crazy. See, that's why you have to know when God is speaking. And you have to move when the spirit of God is moving. I'll give you the example. When I've come to the pulpit Sunday, all of a sudden, as soon as I stepped on the pulpit, I had such an unction in my belly that I was like, oh, wait a minute, God. The only thing I can hear was pick up the hole. Okay. Just picked it up. That's all I did. Nothing else. Only thing I knew, God wanted to use some oil. Don't know what he wanted to do with the oil, but I knew he wanted to do something. So I just followed 
his lead. And by following his lead, God know what need to take place in the room. So you got to hear him when he's speaking. You cannot wait till you get ready. That's trust in him because the ability come from him and it don't come from you. So whatever he tell you to do, that's what you do. And this is why some people are ignorant of spiritual gifts is because they're trying to make something happen that the spirit has not come upon you to do. So this is why Paul was going over this with them concerning the spiritual gifts. So that's verse two. We got through verse one. We got through verse two. Let's see what verse three is talking about. It says, wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the spirit of God called Jesus a curse. Wow. That was happening in that church. And what was happening was they were speaking outside of the word of God. Whether it was speaking in tongues, because I'm going to tell you something. Everybody that's speaking tongues don't mean it's of God. This is why, this is so good, you have interpretation of tongues. And God will give the interpretation of that tongue that's being spoken so the people will be edified. So it said, wherefore I give to you, give you to understand that no man speaking by the spirit of God. So the Holy Spirit... He is the one that is the spirit of truth. Y'all know that the Holy Spirit, the only thing he's going to do is what? Speak truth. Go with me to John 15, 26. And I'm reading the expanded Bible. I will send you the helper, the counselor, the advocate, the Holy Spirit from the Father. He's the spirit of truth who comes from the Father. When he comes, he will tell, testify, witness about me. So when someone is speaking concerning Jesus, which is truth, which is the word, it's not going to be against the word of God. The Holy Spirit does not testify against Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, and he's going to bear witness to the word, which is Jesus. This is why it is so important that you know what the word of God is saying. Because when you know what the word of God is saying, when someone is saying something, you ain't going to, um, the Holy Spirit is not going to bear witness to that. So anyone that is speaking against truth, they're calling Jesus a curse, a curse, doomed for destruction because they're coming against truth. They're coming against the word of God. They're not taking the word of God for what it is. This is why you have to be in the word to know what the word is saying because you just don't receive everything just because somebody says it. Even if I'm saying something, you need to go back and search these scriptures and understand what the word of God is saying for yourself so all of us can be in agreement to the word of God. But that's the purpose of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, when error is coming, he's going to give you that unction. He's going to begin to bring the word of God to your remembrance and let you know what Jesus has said. He's going to say, uh-uh, that's not truth. He's going to let you know that that's not truth, and he do not want you to receive anything outside of the will of God. So he's going to testify, bear witness to the truth. Also in John 14, 26, but the comforter the counselor, the helper, the intercessor, the advocate, the strengthener, the standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name in my place to represent me and act on my behalf. Do y'all know who y'all have? 
when you go read the Gospels and you see what Jesus done, you have the Holy Spirit representing him, acting on his behalf, and he's living on the inside of you. And it says he will teach you all things. So things that you don't understand or things that you're not familiar with. You remember in the word when the disciples, when they didn't have an understanding of the um, grounds, when Jesus was telling them about the different grounds, putting the seed in the different grounds, and they didn't understand, so they would come to Jesus and Jesus would give them understanding. This is what the Holy Spirit would do for you. If you got a situation in your life and you don't understand that situation, you don't know where to, what to do or how to do it, you stop and say, wait a minute, I have an advocate, I have a strengthener, I have a comforter, I have one that will give me what I need. His name is the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I don't know what to do, don't know where to begin, I need your help. And the word said, you're going to walk alongside of me. The word say, you're going to teach me all things. Teach me, Holy Spirit. And guess what? When you wait on the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden, it's like a light bulb come on, and you'll be like, let me call Gloria. You just call Gloria. Hey, Gloria, how you doing? Gloria said, I've been waiting on you. For some reason, God told me to tell you this. Thank you, Jesus. That's what I needed. See how good that is? Only thing the Holy Spirit said was call Gloria. You obeyed what he said. He's coming in to help you with that, is he not? But he used somebody else to bring it. That's what he does. Or he may not say call Gloria. He may give you a word to say, wait. That's it. Okay. Holy Spirit, you're telling me to wait. You know more than me. I'm going to wait. Then the next thing is, Holy Spirit, you're telling me to wait, but it's more than just me. I have a husband. Now, I trust you. I'll wait on you. But how am I going to explain this to him? Because this is what they're looking for right now. You hear him again. Just wait. Next thing you know, you go to your husband. You say, you know what? God is telling me to wait. And guess what? He said, you know what? Last night I dreamed that we're supposed to wait. Won't he fix it? If you just trust, y'all, the Holy Spirit, we cannot do nothing without the Holy Spirit. So you got to call on him. You know what? We talked about being anxious Sunday. Our problem is we want to get stuff done quick, fast, in a hurry. So we don't sit up there and ask the Holy Spirit. We just start doing stuff ourselves and we get tired. The Holy Spirit, he gives you peace. He don't give you tiredness. He gives you strength. How did he do it? Through the word. When you go to him and say, I don't even know how to organize this. I don't know where to begin. Holy Spirit, I need your help. You trust in him. And he has to do what the word of God has sent him to do. And then it said he will teach you all things and he will cause you to recall. We'll remind you of, bring to your remembrance everything I have told you. Isn't that awesome with the Holy Spirit? And then another thing we can know in John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. So the Holy Spirit is going to bring glory unto Jesus. The Holy Spirit is going to bear witness unto Jesus. And we have to know that the only way we can get to the Father is through Jesus. If anybody is trying to get through the Father without going through Jesus, y'all know that is not right. 
right? Because you got to know what the word of God is saying. Now, the next thing is, um, in the other part of the verse, it says that speaking by the spirit of God called Jesus a a curse. So the Holy Spirit is going to bear witness to what? Truth. He's going to glorify Jesus. He's not going to go outside the word and that no man can say that Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. I want to say this. You got a lot of people saying Jesus is Lord, but it ain't by the Holy Ghost because you got some people that say they have accepted Jesus, but they look at him as another God, not as Lord. Jesus is God himself. They don't look at him as Lord master. They don't look at him like that. When you find people that are saying that Jesus is Lord, but they're living outside, they got many gods. You got different religions that put Jesus in a category as not being the one and only true God, but they got him in a category with all gods. So they not only accepted Jesus, they accepted Buddha, they accepted Muhammad, they accepted all gods. They have not totally surrendered their life unto the one and true and living God. When you do that, you can truly say that Jesus is Lord. He is the only God that I serve. That's the only way you can do it. You got many people that saying Jesus is Lord and he is not Lord of their lives. When you totally surrender yourself to him, everything else it may come at you, but you say, uh-uh, I'm, sir, I'm, for him I live, for him I die, for him I have my being, in him I live, in him I move, and in him I have my being. It won't be hard for you to kick nothing else out because you know who you serve, and the Holy Spirit, he will help you when you surrender. I give you another scripture. Matthew seven twenty one says this. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my father who's in heaven. So you see a lot of people saying, Lord, Lord, but not doing his will. They don't know him as their Lord. Because when you truly know him as your Lord, and I'm going to tell y'all the honest God truth. You're going to know a person, know him as their Lord, as their one and only God, Because their life is going to reflect who they know. You ain't going to have nobody keep going back and forth. You see so much of the people in the world, rappers, um, secular artists. First of all, I want to thank my Lord and Jesus. Please cut them off. That's what they say. I want to thank my Lord and Jesus Christ. Because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be where I am. Have y'all ever heard that? And people are up there praising. It's a, I ain't going to call the name, but it's a woman that um, she prays to Jesus all the time. But she loved the drink. She loved the party. But when it's time to do something, they gather in prayer. Let us pray and thank Jesus. I say, you just as backwards as you can be. But some people are ignorant. They don't know. And the reason why they live this way is because this is what they have accepted to be truth. And it's not. This is why we as true believers have to come in and give them the truth. Knowing the truth is what makes you free. If correction never come, people will stay in the state that they are because they think it's normal. You got a lot of people now filling up the church. 
But they come to church on Sunday because they made it a habit, a ritual. But on Saturday night, they're in the club. But I'll tell you this truth. They'll be ready to sing. They'll be ready to wait at the door. They'll be ready to serve the people swaying. But they're here. Something is wrong. Because from the pulpit, it should be told. That's why you need these gifts. You need to know what's going on around you so you can bring correction to the ones that you're shepherding. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. (laughs) So see, people get mad when they think that you're too holy. I'm holy because of Jesus. And if I'm holy because he made me holy, because he sanctified and set me apart, I'm not going to stay in the midst of unholiness that's not right. Because you disrespect it, you calling Jesus a, a curse. Because anytime you disrespect him and don't honor his word, you're looking at Jesus doomed to destruction that he's just like any other God. And we don't look at him that way. So he said, when anybody who called me Lord, Lord, will not enter the kingdom of heaven. And Mark one twenty four says, what have we to, I want to tell y'all this, even the demons know that he's God. What have we What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Even demons know that he's God. Isn't that something? And you got Christians that serve in so many other gods, but the demons even know that he's God. So the reason why I went over um, 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through verse 3, because we can't be ignorant no more. You have to know that you know that you know. And I went over this even before we went into the gifts because if you were ignorant, you don't have to be ignorant no more. You need to understand that we do need the gifts of the spirit in order to do what God has called us to do. You cannot do it without the power from on high. Amen. And we're going to stop there. I pray that everybody got something out of that. Praise Jesus. Do we have any announcements before we dismiss?